Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Ginnishaker, a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. We are starting a month-long plastic series to talk about things like single-use plastics and what they are, what recycling really means, and more. This is really important information to know, as more and more plastic pollutes our air, our water, and our land. Being aware and advocating for change will help us make a big difference. Today we're going to be focusing on single-use plastics and what they are. Many environmental activists you see in the media and on platforms like Instagram and TikTok want to ban single-use plastic, but why is this such a popular issue? We will be discovering the why during this episode. But first, I want you to say out loud what you think single-use plastics are without Googling it. What's an example of a single-use plastic? That's a good question, Danielle. I remember you telling me about a girl named Alexandra Collins, who is a young environmental activist and changemaker. In a speech for the Brower Youth Awards, she talked about not being embarrassed. I am tempted to Google things that I don't know right away instead of reflecting on what I think it would mean or by asking questions out loud. Alexandra's encouragement of not being embarrassed can be applied to so many things, like learning or being a girl in STEAM. It's okay not to know things. I really want to meet her. She is a coder like me too. I think she's so awesome. I often feel embarrassed when I don't know things. It can prevent me from asking questions in class or talking to other people about the problems around me. And that's a really hard place to be in because I don't learn when I'm not asking questions. But I realize that it's okay to be embarrassed and that it's a journey to accept that. It can take a lot of time and it's something that I personally work towards every single day. I have to remind myself that it's okay not to know things and it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to be embarrassed if I don't know something. In engineering, I'm tempted to make it seem like I know everything, but I don't and I never ever will. In engineering a lot, I think people um, are very proud of when they know a lot of things and sometimes they'll even ask you intimidating questions about stuff that you just don't know about and they may make fun of you if you don't know the answer. But it is okay not to know those things. And if you are confident in your knowledge and your abilities and in your ability to grow, I think that's a beautiful thing. It would never be any fun if we didn't learn. But learning brings out the beauty in life. We all learn so differently and at different paces, and that's perfectly okay. I struggle at school sometimes, but I love to learn and love to design things. And that is okay because I want to constantly grow and change. I encourage you to think about how you can learn every single day. And by listening to this podcast, you are taking such a huge step in the right direction. But let's bring it back to plastics. All the time, we hear that single-use plastic is bad, but it is for so many reasons. National Geographic for Kids paints a sharp picture of one of the dangers of single-use plastics in our minds. I want you to imagine a sea turtle swimming through the water. It spots a white blob floating near the surface. 
Yum! It thinks a jellyfish. Chasing after its dinner, the turtle swallows the item, but the floating blob isn't a jellyfish. It's a plastic bag that could make the sea turtle sick. This sea creature isn't alone, though. Over 700 species of marine animals have been reported to have eaten or been entangled in plastic. Scientists think that the amount of plastic in the ocean might triple by 2050, and that would mean seriously bad news for the ocean and the creatures that live there. But by understanding the issue and taking action, you can stop that from happening. Okay, so plastic can endanger animals like the sea turtle, but what exactly is single-use plastic? Single-use plastic is everywhere, and it makes up more than forty percent of all plastic trash. Single-use plastics or disposable plastics are used only once before they are thrown away or recycled. These items are things like plastic bags, straws, coffee stirrers, soda, and water bottles, and most food packaging. Wow. We produce hundreds of millions of ton of plastic every year, most of which can actually not be recycled. We will be talking about recycling in our next episode and why solving the plastic problem isn't just as easy as recycling. I wish it was, though. Let's look back at National Geographic Kids on the scope of plastic pollution. Scientists think that 8.8 million tons of plastic wind up in our oceans every single year. That's as if you stacked up five plastic grocery bags full of trash on top of each other, on every single foot of coastline in the world. Think about all the animals that are being impacted by this. My favorite animal is the stingray. How do you think that plastic affects them? Think about your favorite animal. How might they encounter plastic in their environment? Are they accidentally eating it? Are they getting tangled up in it? What's happening? But how does the plastic get into the sea? Plastic left on the ground as litter often blows into creeks and rivers, eventually ending up in the ocean. And because plastic trash is different from other types of waste, it doesn't decompose back into nature like an apple core or a piece of paper would. It stays in the ocean forever. That means discarded fishing nets and six-pack rings can entangle animals. Harmful straws and grocery bags can be mistaken as food. Discarded fishing nets are a huge problem, and there's a sneaky problem too. There is an alarming amount of this deadly plastic gear in oceans. Fishing nets make up 86% of the large plastics in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Fishing equipment makes up more than 85% of the plastic pollution on seamounts, ocean ridges, and the sea floor. Hold on, did you say garbage patch in the ocean? What? Unfortunately, yes, I did say that. Garbage patches exist all throughout the ocean, and the Great Pacific Garbage Patch just happens to be the most famous. Garbage patches are large areas of marine debris concentration that are formed by rotating ocean currents, kind of like big whirlpools that suck things in. This garbage patch is located halfway between Hawaii and California. It covers an area twice the size of Texas and three times the size of France. That is massive. Think about it, though. Much of plastic floats in the water. This is a huge issue. It looks like a big snack to the animals, or they can get tangled in it. Why is plastic pollution such a big problem, though, Danielle? So I want to tell a quick story. When I was in high school many years ago, now most of my peers. Wouldn't recycle. 
Even though we had recycling bins in the classrooms, a lot of the students would instead opt to throw their plastic into the trash can because it was closer or because they were being lazy. The same thing happened when I've been in college classes. The recycling bin, if available, but not even always, people would tend to avoid it. They would throw things in the garbage or they'd throw it on the floor or they'd put it in the bathroom and they just leave it around. Everything around us was wrapped, packaged, and placed in plastic. I remember even when I would go to the cafeteria when I was in high school, a lot of the food, a lot of the plates, a lot of the forks, a lot of the bottles that our beverages came in, everything had plastic in it. Plastic was everywhere. People would often rather order takeout than pack a lunch from home. And I'd see this happen all the time, especially on my college campus. Or they would rather pay less money on something packaged and cheap plastic than more expensive alternatives. And it's perfectly okay if we don't have a choice. And we shouldn't feel guilty about that if we have to buy something packaged in plastic. But if we have a choice, we need to be able to make that choice. But we need to think that the companies that make plastic products are things packaged in plastic. They may like to do that for the exact same reason that our peers do. It's easier, it's cheaper, and discarding things is simple too. Just pushing your plastic items away, discarding them, incinerating them, throwing them into the ocean, that's often easier and cheaper than it would be simply recycling the item. Plastic ends up in landfills, it ends up in our ocean, it's everywhere. Plastic is on every single surface in our world, and it's even in the fish that we eat. And companies, especially fishing companies, are especially to blame for this problem, and we must hold them accountable for taking the easy way out. And we have to think about where this plastic that we consume every single day and that we use, where is it going? But we can begin to make change even at home in small ways that all contributes to helping and saving our Earth. We can stop littering and leaving our plastic on the ground. We can cut plastic rings that are wrapped around bottles and cans so that it doesn't choke an animal. We can ask our school what they are doing about single-use plastics and the steps that they plan on taking to reduce it or get rid of it at school. We can choose fruit over packaged snack items, and when we see garbage on the ground, we can pick it up, but be careful though, don't grab anything that looks dangerous, and do this with an adult. Small steps can make such a big difference, and I think that is so important. In my own household, we save a lot of different plastic packaging that comes in things that sometimes we need to buy, and we make crafts and different art projects out of them. For example, when you buy a lot of socks, it comes with this little hanger-looking thing. It's kind of like a little black plastic hanger. We save these little black plastic hangers, and we make creations out of them. My sister is always reusing the different plastics in our household. Like, for example, she reuses uh, chip bags and makes different projects out of them. And I think that's so, so cool. Just as I care about the earth and I'm using my skills in technology and robotics to make a difference, she's using her skills in art to make a difference, too. When we do projects like this, it helps the item, the plastic item, stay out of the cycle and avoid being in the ocean or a landfill for longer. And this can make such a huge difference when we're all doing it at once. I think it can be kind of hard sometimes, though. We can be really tired when we're at school and not want to tote our plastic bottles home, or we can not want to carry around garbage with us. I remember my sister would come home from school every single day, back when school was in person, with armfuls of just recyclable items. 
because she would take the effort to clean those items out and actually make sure that they got recycled. And I think if more of us took on that attitude, that we could make such a huge difference. Likewise, I remember when I would be at robotics competitions, I would clean up recyclables all around me. I would clean and clean and clean and clean and I would just take armfuls of plastic bottles because I couldn't stand to see those put into a landfill. If we all carry on this attitude with us in our everyday lives and work to make a difference in the problems that we see around us, we can make huge, huge differences. And I think that's such a powerful thing to know too, because if we have the power to make change, then we can solve the problems that we see around us. Problems that are so, so important and are continuing to get worse. I want to close out our episode with some plastic facts from earthday.org that I thought were really important. The fact that stood out to me the most is that humans buy about 1 million plastic bottles per minute in Whoa. Only about 23% of plastic bottles are recycled within the U.S. Wow, that's a lot of plastic. Not everyone can avoid buying plastic bottles, but when I attend robotics competitions, I see that many bottles are left behind and they're not even recycled. Oh, wow. So it sounds like you have a very similar experience to me. As I said before, I spend a lot of time when there's in-person competitions cleaning up the space afterward. I remember, though, when I was coordinating and led a competition, like I helped put it on. I think I was 17 years old at the time. A parent of one of the kids participating got so mad at me for cleaning up because she thought that I was going to steal her pizza. How rude. I wasn't going to steal her pizza. To be honest, though, I would be kind of mad if I saw someone trying to steal my pizza, too. (laughs) I wasn't trying to steal the pizza. I was trying to clean it. (laughs) But it looked like you were. Did not. I only went to see if it was trash or not. Okay, Danielle, whatever you say. (laughs) Yeah, some parents can be crazy. It's important to respect everyone, though, especially if they are helping put on an event. Another fact that stood out was that in 2016, world plastic production totaled around 335 million metric tons. (gasps) Roughly half of our global annual plastic production is destined for a single-use product. That is scary. That is really, really scary. So I was thinking actually about the facts and I was reading, uh, you know, the same article and the fact that stood out to me because people often ask, why can't we just use landfills to dump plastics? Like, what's the big deal? Right. So even when single use plastics are sent to landfills. So there's actually over 3000 active landfills in the United States alone. They are not harmless at all, although many people think that is the truth. Landfill liners can leak harmful pollutants into the watershed. And, in, and the pla- so it can get into our water stream, it can get into our oceans, and plastics on the top of landfills can be carried away by the wind. The best way to curb single-use plastic pollution is to reduce your personal plastic consumption. And I know this can seem like a really scary problem and a big problem, and it honestly, it really is. But the fact that we can use our interests and we can use our skills to make a big change is going to make a big difference if we use our skills for good. And I'm really excited about this month-long series, especially about plastics, because we've been talking about plastics on this podcast now for 15 episodes. We mention plastics all the time, and that's because it's honestly such a big issue. And so I encourage you to join us next Tuesday to talk more about plastics, about what recycling is, and how you can get involved too. And after that, we're going to be having kind of a farm and gardening series that I'm super, super excited about. So 
Uh, join us and remember that uh, you can follow along with all of our episodes at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on for really fun activity sheets and more ways to get involved in the content that we talk about every single week. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.